President Donald Trump wasn't on any ballot last Tuesday, but both the style and substance of his administration were overarching issues that will spill into the next campaign cycle, which includes a presidential election. What we learned is that Democrats made gains in urban and suburban parts of the nation, but that the president remains very popular in rural America. Even in deep blue Massachusetts and Rhode Island, how candidates defined themselves against Trump had a big impact. Massachusetts moderate Republican Governor Charlie Baker, he of the anti-Trump rhetoric, won a smashing 34-point victory. The lone hiccup in his campaign came when he fumbled a question at a televised debate about whether he supported the party's U.S. Senate candidate, Trump backer Jeff Deal. Baker dodged the question while the cameras roll, but issued a tepid Deal endorsement after the joust. In Rhode Island, the Trump effect clearly hurt Alan Fung, the Republican candidate for governor. He lost a rematch to Democratic Governor Gina Raimondo, in part because he couldn't figure out how to handle the president. Fung, Cranston's mayor, tried to walk the tightrope on Trump, but he failed. He never found a path that gave him a chance at harvesting votes from Trump supporters and the suburban independents needed to defeat Raimondo, an incumbent running in an improving economy. Then there was Trump's 2016 Rhode Island chairman, Republican-turned-independent Joe Trillo. When the votes were counted, it was clear that Trillo's candidacy was little more than a thorn in Fung's side. Because he was included in the televised debates, Trillo hammered Fung from the anti-immigrant crime and Trump right, while Raimondo attacked Fung from the left. Rhode Island Republicans may not want to acknowledge the reality that they're a party in deep trouble. But this election showed scant evidence for future hope. They lost two seats in the Rhode Island House in a year when the Democrats split between progressives and establishment polls. The party leadership has no one of stature who can impose post-primary unity. It was political malpractice to fail to recruit candidates for such posts as lieutenant governor. There, Democrats had a grueling primary that showed almost half the voters supported progressive Aaron Regenberg, who narrowly lost to incumbent Dan McKee. Worse, few voters can remember the last time a Republican won a statewide office. This doesn't mean a Republican can't win, say, the governorship in four years. It will require coalescing around a moderate like Baker or Vermont Republican Governor Phil Scott, who comfortably won re-election. Rhode Island Democrats had a successful campaign. Democrats have a well-stocked bench, holding every statewide and federal office, the Senate and House leadership, and the mayors in Providence and Warwick. Mayor Jorge Alorza isn't well-liked by such insiders as former Providence Mayor Joe Paolino and Alan Hassenfeld of the Hasbro Fortune, but voters appreciate his work. His landslide victory shows he can seal support from both the affluent east side and the struggling south side, where Latinos are the latest ethnic group to flex political muscle. Given the scarcity of openings, the Democratic challenge could be an excess of talent. The state's likely to lose a U.S. House seat after the 2020 census. Neither Senators Jack Reed nor Sheldon Whitehouse appear to be going anywhere. The 2022 Democratic governor primary may be a five-car pileup. As Secretary of State Nellie Gorbea, General Treasurer Seth Magaziner, Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee, Attorney General Peter Nerona, and perhaps Alorza jockey for position. At the State House, it would behoove Speaker Nick Maniello to forge peace with restive progressives and women representatives who made gains last week. In Massachusetts, Baker needs to fix the Boston mass transit mess and grow the Commonwealth's economic blossom beyond the 495 belt to such faded textile centers as Fall River and New Bedford. Baker isn't term limited, so he could run for a third term. 
Senator Elizabeth Warren needs to figure out whether she wants to run for president. There was some good news Election Day. Voter turnout was strong for a midterm, especially among the young who are the nation's and the region's future.